welcome to Talking Element. This, I don't know what episode this is, but it's through our summer series called Never Read a Bible Verse, where we are teaching you not that we don't want you to read the Bible, but we want you to read your Bible in context. And we are also dealing with certain questions that have arisen. Today, I actually have Christina Sultan from the Crisis Pregnancy Center in town, Karenette. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Hi, that's yes, you. Yes, that's me. Yes. <laughs> Someone didn't ask a question about it until this week mm. and said, are you guys going to cover abortion? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, interesting thing. Mm -hmm. We're going to interview Christina. <laughs> Who are you and what do you do? Sure. My name is Christina Sultan and I am the director of CareNet. I started in 2004 as a volunteer mm -hmm. and then moved into a staff position and then in 2012 took over as executive director. And so I was really drawn to the pregnancy center having gone through my own crisis pregnancy um, back in the mid 90s. Um, I did end up choosing life for my son who is now 26 and it was a really, really good decision. Once I got involved in the ministry and learned more about it, it was like, wait, hold on. There's a lot that goes into this. It really is not the best decision for a woman. And so it really shifted my mindset. Even growing up in church and all of that, I still had that thought. Like, who am I to say any Anybody can do, you know, what they should with their body. Well, that's our culture, right? I get mm -hmm. to choose what's right and wrong for me. Right. I don't care what God says. Yes. I get to choose. And that's and that's the line that starts in the garden. Sure. Right? It's not God's good. It's my good. And what's my good? And our good we choose for ourselves seems to always be wrong. Yeah. Absolutely. And so just learning about fetal development, that really was the mind shift for me. Hmm. Because we're that's really not something that's taught. You know, right now the mantra is, you know, it's just a glob of tissues, it's not life, it's not alive, it's not this, that, or the other thing. If it's not alive and you don't think it's alive, if you don't do anything with it, what's going to happen? Well, it's going to grow. Mm -hmm. It's going to grow because it's alive. Mm -hmm. It truly is a life. And, and you're not going to give birth to a cucumber. <laughs> or a puppy. <laughs> or a puppy. You're going to give birth to a baby. Yes. A just, little human. It just needs to grow. It needs time. And God's doing a miraculous work <laughs> in the womb every time. Really, the cool thing about CareNet is that we are, um, we have about 23 volunteers and everybody comes from different denominations, but their heart is the same. Their heart is to serve. Their heart is out of the love for Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that is what they show the clients that come through the doors. So what are your services? <laughs> we provide free pregnancy tests. We do parenting classes from pregnancy all the way to adolescence. We have ultrasound, limited ultrasounds. We check for um, the heartbeat the baby to make sure that the baby is alive, that the baby is actually in the uterus where it's supposed to be and the gestational age. That allows them to actually see on screen how far along they are. They can see the heartbeat. A lot of times if they're past six weeks, they can see movement, they can see arms moving. It's really, it's really cool. It's a, it's a great part of the ministry. Um, Have you ever anybody do that and be like, oh my goodness. You know who does that? The dads. Really? The dads will jump up and put their face in the monitor and say, I had no idea that that is what was going on. My dog used to do that at the TV when like cats ran by. See? All, yes. So they're yes. just like, you know, kind big of this, dogs. Like, uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we've had them choose life because of that. 
And we also have had women who have asked not to have the monitor on because they didn't want to see. So those are really hard cases mm. that we have. And we just continue to follow up with them and, and see other ways that we can help or serve them and always invite them back. And I believe that people within the church, you know, men and women, that when you come to faith and, and Jesus takes care of, you know, past, present and future sins, absolutely. Thank you for the cross. That That is an amazing thing that we can um, you know, hold on to that. But sometimes when we make decisions in our lives, there's consequences to those decisions mm -hmm. and those choices, and there's effects from them. And I feel like Element has such a goldmine here with Mary Saunders, mm -hmm. you know, being um, our post-abortion leader. And as Mary once said so beautifully, sometimes we just need to clean out the corners of our hearts. Mm -hmm. Over 20 years, we have seen so many women healed from the effects, from the shame, from the guilt, from the depression, from the anger, from whatever effect effect that abortion had on them. It's such a, it is a huge secret to keep, that women keep and hold on to. And we have that freedom. We have that, hey, come in. We have a 12-week Bible study, free and confidential, take you through that whole process and bring you healing and bring you to Jesus and bring you to the cross mm -hmm. and to get rid of all of that. Politics right now, mm -hmm. there there is a, a huge push that is anti-pregnancy centers right now. Oh, yes. I appreciate our pregnancy centers be, you know, the, the ones like Lompoc and here and AG, because they seem to have a gospel-centered mindset. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, and I'm not acquainted with other ones around the country, and maybe some of them aren't like the ones that are here. I mean, I don't know, but you just hear a lot of things. Women are not stupid. <laughs> they are not stupid. So the media sometimes treats them that yeah, way, though. They absolutely do. In our paperwork that the client signed, it says that we do not refer or perform abortions. On our website, it says we do not refer or perform abortions. Women know. We've been in the community for 32 years. Our biggest referral is word of mouth. I don't think anybody would send anybody to us and say, <laughs> If you want to have an abortion, go to CareNet. Right. That has not ever happened. We do get a bad rap. We mm. coerce. We're told we coerce. And my challenge always to that is, why don't you just come in and find out what we do? Mm -hmm. If there's anyone in the community that's like, you know, this is what I heard, but tell me really, what is it? You know, and come in and, and have a conversation. That's interesting. I think the, the latest stat is that there are almost twice as many pregnancy centers in the United States as abortion right. clinics. And the pregnancy centers are almost all of them privately funded and yes. donated to. Yes. Whereas the abortion clinics, they are government funded at right. this point. Yeah. And here's the thing with that too, is that now the media, oh my gosh, these abortion clinics are closing because of Roe v. Wade and this is so terrible. Well, here's the thing. If abortion is such a small part of their income, which is what they say, it's right. only 3%, and they provide all of these other great services for women, and maybe they do, why can't they just stay open for all of these great services and their 3% of abortion, if that isn't really a big number, why can't they continue helping right. women? You'll hear too, oh my gosh, we're gonna go back to coat hangers, we're gonna go back to all this stuff. It's like, what about these clinics that are so dirty yeah. and so disgusting and do late-term abortions and do them past they're supposed to be doing them? Where's the outcry there? Mm -hmm. That is not women's health. My dad, my dad is very liberal. So he and I were talking He's just and he's just like I can't believe this this abortion thing and, mm. and I go and I go 
I said, wouldn't it be great, Dad, if, if there was actually a middle ground we could come to and actually have a conversation about things like this? And he goes, he goes yeah, but, and I said, okay, hold on, so let's do this. Do you think it's a good idea to, a woman is crowning and says, I don't want it. Mm-hmm. And a doctor has to like stab it in the brain mm-hmm. and kill that baby. Is that okay? Well, no, that's not okay. I said, so you think some abortion is not okay then? Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, and I said, that is considered abortion. Yeah. So, and he goes, he goes, well, yeah. And I said, so we have some ground to talk here because uh-huh. there are some things that, well, I think anything after that first trimester, anything after that, I just, I'm like, oh, so you're more conservative than you say you are. <laughs> Calling them out. Yeah. He, he goes, yeah. well, and he goes, well, what about women's life is in danger? And I said, let's talk about, it. I said, if we could go to the place, sure, rape, women's life in danger. What if we just went there and we said everything else? No, but that, I said, I, I'd be down for that right now. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, and I said, so we can have a conversation. Yeah. And when you look at stats in America, most people, when you put it like that, they're not for abortion like that. Right. You know, there, there is a very small group of people who are very vocal who mm-hmm. are there. And the majority of America finds that horrendous, mm-hmm. but that's not how abortion is purported to people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So tell me about the, the Dobbs decision. Okay. okay. We're just way off track. Because I feel like a lot of people don't know who Dobbs was or how, how did this whole thing come okay. about? So back in 2018, the governor of Mississippi enacted, uh, it was HB 1510 called the Gestational Age Act. And he said, in Mississippi, we are gonna cut off abortion at 15 weeks, Mm -hmm. except in um, the life of the mother, if it's really medically necessary or severe um, fetal abnormalities. So those were the two exceptions. The thing about that was Roe is already in place and Roe says a woman can have an abortion up to viability. So viability was between 24 to 28 weeks. Now it can almost be 22. Babies have survived outside the womb earlier than that because of medical technology. So that governor said, I know Roe's in place, but I'm enacting this and I'm going to sign it into law. So the day that he signed it, um, the only abortion clinic in Mississippi called the Jackson Women's Clinic came forward and said, no way, we are challenging this. So it went to the Mississippi courts, including the Fifth Circuit Appeals Court in Mississippi. They both ruled it unconstitutional. So the state said, we're going to take it to the Supreme Court and they're going to decide. So that's how it came about. So initially it was under um, a different woman's name. I believe her name was Courier. And she... Her role was the health inspector, so she would go into different clinics and and make sure that they're up to standards and things like that. She retired, Dobbs takes over, his name gets put on the case because you have to have someone's name. And he's even tweeted like, I had nothing to do with this. I don't know what's going on. So that that's who Dobbs is. And that's how that case came about. So then it's in the Supreme Court. And we know that Justice Alito in his opinion piece that got leaked, mm-hmm. basically that stated that in the Constitution, there is no right to, the, to an abortion right. and that it was going to go back to the states to have them vote. And so that's where we find ourselves. California being a, a blue state, no changes have been made. Can we get any bluer? <laughs> I don't think so. In fact, on the map, I'm going to show you a map. We are blue. <laughs> So I printed out this map. So all of these blue states says there are no restrictions on abortion. None. Now, when Roe v. Wade was overturned, these red states here um, implemented what's called the trigger law. 
And that is they went back to pre-Roe. So whatever their state said before Roe is what they went back to. Okay. So, but I'm gonna kind of focus here on California. We have Nevada, Oregon, Washington, all of these states. Anybody can get an abortion up to term. And I don't know if that's really known hmm. that clearly a woman can do that. So after Roe v. Wade was overturned, there was another case called Doe versus Bolton. Mm -hmm. And you can research this. It came down the same day. So what that was, Roe v. Wade, they thought was restricting abortion, only up to 28 weeks viability. Doe v. Bolton came in and said, hey, what about the health of the mother? Now we've heard the life of the mother, mm. now we have the health of the mother. But what exactly does that mean? How would you describe the health of the mother? Because it sounds good, we want women healthy, we right. don't want them hurt, we don't want them any of that. So that is described as physical, emotional, psychological, familial, and the age of the woman. So here's a question people ask, right? They say, um, Christians say that adoption's out there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and then they say, but there's not enough people to adopt all these babies. Is that true? There's plenty. Yeah. There's plenty. In fact, we have an adoption lawyer that's tied to our center. And so we have all of her brochures and pamphlets. She's here in Santa Maria. And she has these books upon books of parents, not only in California, but out of state that are looking to adopt that she can facilitate for. Absolutely. There are plenty, plenty. So how does, <clears throat> how does the, the decision affect you guys? Um, it doesn't really because, like I said, abortion is available and Newsom, I believe, is looking to even make California a sanctuary state right. that women can come and have it paid for. What was that group called? Jane, Jane's Revenge. Jane's Revenge. And mm -hmm. they're calling for, oh, it gets overturned and mm -hmm. we're, you know, let's burn it down. If abortion isn't safe, neither, neither are you. Neither are you. So mm -hmm. has, has anything happened with you guys? No, not with our center. The Paso Robles Center, Tree of Life, they were hit that weekend. So Yuba City, they were hit twice. Um, Tempest Gay was hit with graffiti. Sacramento, the Alternatives Pregnancy Center, oh, they had 100. Yeah. I could assume in Sacramento. <laughs> yeah, $150,000 in damage. Mm -hmm. um, and then even across the nation, before the decision even came down, there were 50 pregnancy centers that were hit. Um, Colorado, Loveland, Colorado got hit bad. They had you know, a fire throughout their whole reception area. And so for us, we ended up hiring security after the road decision because my heart was, well, first of all, I don't want any of our funds to go um, to pay to have these damages right. reversed. And Did your insurance go up? No, it okay. didn't, um, which was good. Mm -hmm. That was really good. You know, I like to think that we live in a somewhat conservative community. Mm -hmm. And so that really wasn't what was on my mind the most. It was these people coming in Yeah, because we're easy to find. Mm -hmm. You could just go from one to the next to the next. Right. And I thought if they already hit Paso, you know, Are who knows if they were way, coming down. Yeah. That way. Yeah. 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 We have certain protocols in place if anything happens. In fact, in Sacramento, a guy with a machete showed up through their front door. They had to call the police. And so there are some crazy people that are out there. Well, and you need one of those and all, the, and all the shutters go. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and we have um, you know, one-way locking doors you know, throughout okay. our hallways and um, the plexiglass still in our reception area. So we're protected to then exit the back door if we need okay. to. So what other misunderstandings do people have about abortion? Um, that I <laughs> so most people think that abortion is the answer. That is going to be the solution to whatever their issue is when really we need to come alongside women. And like I'd mentioned before, um, with the politicians and the legislature and getting things in place to help women, job training, housing, transportation, health care, um, things like that, that would be a reason a woman would choose abortion. So if we could turn that around and focus our money on that, mm. not on being a sanctuary state and paying for these abortions, but like, hey, what about the women that do want to carry? You know, where's the help for them? Because a woman who lives in a poor community and has an abortion is still gonna be poor. Mm -hmm. um, a woman who is in an abusive situation and has an, ab uh, an abortion nine times out of 10, she's gonna go back to that situation. There just aren't the programs to help them and to really get to the core of what's going on, of why she's choosing that. A woman should never make a permanent decision based on her temporary circumstances. Right. And that's really what they do. Mm -hmm. And that's what we try and help her through um, her situation and, and why she feels like abortion is her only option because of these certain things. Well, if we pull out our resource book, you know, hey, this could help with that, you know, and this can help with that. Is funding an issue? Always. Mm -hmm. Funding will always be an issue because unfortunately money is not poured into a lot of these programs or increasing them so that these women who do choose to carry or change their mind to carry are able to do so. You had asked about how people can get involved yeah. and support um, families and um, young people going through a crisis pregnancy. Well, that and, and you guys too. Okay, well, all that. thank you for doing the baby bottle drive. <laughs> that was fun. And Justine and her kids coming and dropping off the bottles. And I love to see that next generation, you know, that pro-life generation. Mm -hmm. We love babies and we love mamas. And we have a program called Life Disciples. And what that would be, if there's anybody watching this within your congregation who kind of feels a stirring, is it's a training program and we would help them to then come back into church. And if anybody in your congregation, whether it's the youth group or anybody else, finds themselves needing to make a pregnancy decision, not sure what to do, who to go for, these individuals would come alongside them and mentor them and disciple them. Maybe it's just once a week, like, hey, you know what, let's go out to coffee. Let me find out what's going on. You know, do you have any goals set or how can can we help you achieve those? Or um, what is your biggest need? How can we help? Let's do a Bible study. Because um, really it's just empowering them to choose life and to have abundant life, not only for themselves, but for their family. The second thing that we have in the community that's already started is called Embrace Grace. And you can find all this information and on embracegrace.org. And what? <laughs> and it rhymes. <laughs> Embrace Grace, yes. Embracegrace.org. So um, Calvary, Calvary Chapel actually has this. This is their second round. And this is open to the community. So if anybody watching this has um, a friend or they know someone who is pregnant and just needs that extra support, it's a group that meets once a month. So the pregnant mamas would meet and they have then mentors. It's a 12 week Bible study. And that church then has small groups and they adopt a girl. And then they have what's called princess day and they throw a baby shower for her and all these things to let them know that the church loves them. So you have embrace grace. So the babies are born. 
and you have these young moms who now have these mentors. Then there's Embrace Lives. So these are for young women who have babies, perhaps, you know, even Delta High School, there's mm -hmm. students there. So they have babies and they come in and they have um, the same exact thing, but this is for ones who are no longer pregnant. So they have that support for them. Um, and then they'll come back then to mentor the next group for Embrace Grace and say, hey, you know what? I did it. Let's, you know, we can do this together. So now you have a community of people that are, you know, your age and have been through it. Then there's Embrace Legacy. And that's for dads, because <laughs> we can't forget dads. And are all three of those in our community or just no, just embrace, grace. embrace grace. Okay. Yes. So those are two things, life disciples and embrace grace of how we can come alongside as a community, as a church and pour into these individuals, both moms and the dads. So if you are or know if you are or know somebody who's really struggling right now and doesn't know what to do with a pregnancy, uh, maybe they are in an abusive situation, maybe it was unplanned and, and here it is. Uh, we would love to be able to help you and support you, direct you to places where you can get some help and Karenit is a great place for that. Um, <laughs> anything else? Um No, I don't think so. Well, other than we are always in need of volunteers. <laughs> you know, I'll probably do the whole ending and be like, anything else? Well, we're always in need of volunteers. <laughs> I know. But we're always in need of volunteers. If anyone wants to um, come in and have a tour and, and see firsthand what we do and um, kind of help um, in that process, we're looking for board members. Hmm. Come yeah. and check it out. Absolutely. See all the Two baby clothes South you Miller Suite 101. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Yes. Did you ever get the COVID? No. No. Nope.